0: Thank you for tuning in to Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. I'm Randy Bushover. The program highlights local businesses and services in the region, and if there's a local business or service you'd like to hear from, send me an email at randy.bushover at intercom.com. Joined by Gary Sidall, who is Executive Director of the Aquarium of Niagara Falls and... Obviously, we didn't scare you off the last time because we got you back, and last time you were here, as I recall, we were
1: talking about the opening of the then-new jellyfish exhibit there. How's that going? Things are going great, and thank you for having us back. It's been a busy year for the aquarium, starting off the year with opening our Aliens of the Sea jellyfish exhibit, and lots of new things have already come to the surface in terms of developments for the aquarium since we last spoke.
0: Yeah, as a matter of fact, let's get right to it. One of the the biggest things that you have uh next up is this Oceanda, uh, which is described as where taste meets sustainability. So what's the idea behind that?
1: So this is a new event for us. We'll be taking the aquarium and its mission on the road, heading down to Erie County at Buffalo Artisan Kitchens. And what we'll be doing is hosting a sustainable seafood event. So what that means is we'll be working with our attendees at the event to educate them on sustainable seafood choices. So we've partnered with a number of fantastic area chefs from both Niagara and Erie County to prepare dishes that will feature some sustainable seafood choices that are deemed optimal based on the current conditions out in the ocean. So we'll have a number of fantastic pairings. Those will be lined up with a great selection of wine and beer, and it'll be a great evening where Anyone who's interested in supporting the aquarium but maybe doesn't have quite the time to drive all the way up to Niagara County will be down in Erie County for this particular event. And what are the particulars? Where? What is the, the when, where, and uh, how much? So it will be on November 14th from 6 to 9 p.m. The tickets are $100 a piece, and we have a limited number available because we wanted to make this event relatively exclusive, because we wanted to have an impact on a really a good quality event and have a, a number of people closely associating with our mission and enjoying being able to enjoy some really curated dishes where we are keeping those ticket sales relatively low so we're encouraging people to make purchases quickly and that is most easily done through our website
0: and that would be as simple as uh
1: Aquariumofniagra.org. We keep it really simple. And if you're looking for a way to become even more involved as a business or an organization, we have a number of sponsorship levels that are also available. So there's a great way to associate your group, your organization, with the mission of the aquarium and the great work that we've been doing.
0: Excellent. And as we have discussed, uh, continuing to provide new things to see and view. And among those, you have a Shark and Ray Bay, I understand, which has a corporate sponsorship as well.
1: That's correct. So we're very proud to announce the groundbreaking of m and Bank Shark and Ray Bay. That was something that was made public at the end of September. We are now beginning construction, so things are starting to be shaken up once again at the aquarium. This is the third major project we've done in the last three years. So total, we've seen over $6.5 million worth of new improvements. And MNT Shark and Ray Bay will be the most interactive of all of those projects. So, what we'll have ultimately as a result of the completed project is a hands on exhibit where people will be able to interact directly with sharks and stingrays in a very warm tropical pool. So a couple of great things. If it's a cold Buffalo day, you can warm your hands up in this new shark exhibit, but you can also have the opportunity to get hands on with animals that otherwise you would likely not have the chance to do.
0: Yeah, so you say hands on, I'm guessing no great whites part of this exhibit.
1: <laughs> no great whites. We've made sure that uh, Jaws has been advised that he's not welcome as part of this exhibit. But we do have uh, white white spotted bamboo sharks, which are uh, mostly a bottom dwelling species of shark. They stay low in the water column, Very docile animals, so very safe for all of the guests to enjoy.
0: Right. Got kind of a necessary protection, I'm guessing. Absolutely. When are we anticipating that will all be done?
1: Relatively quick. So we'll be celebrating the opening of that exhibit in early summer of 2020. So look for some announcements around that. As we near the end of May and beginning of June, we'll be having, of course, a a really big ribbon-cutting event where we'll be inviting Western New York to come check out the newest exhibit at the Aquarium.
0: And you mentioned the one shark in particular. Are you getting more species of shark, or
1: is that just it? So the exhibit itself will feature the white-spotted bamboo sharks for this project. They'll also be joined by several other species of rays, fish, crabs. So there'll be a lot of activity in there. Uh, In fact, one of the things we're doing from a zoological planning point of view is ensuring that there's a lot of diversity in there. We find it to be very important to create a natural habitat in terms of the structure of the environment and having a number of animals is something that they would see out in the wild. So we're trying to create a really diversified experience.
0: And this is very similar to anyone who's ever had an experience of putting together their own little home aquarium. You you have to find species that kind of coexist rather peacefully as opposed to eating one another because it kind of kills the opportunity to fuse some of those <laughs> species I would guess. You know,
1: I like to think of it as human resource planning for exhibits. So we have to make sure that we have compatibility. We've got to make sure we have the right personalities. We have to make sure that the the types of environments they live in in terms of temperature, pH, all sorts of water parameters are compatible. So we go through a lot of planning for these types of exhibits. We have a very talented animal care staff that look very carefully at having the ideal conditions for these animals so they can live long and healthy lives. And
0: are these all from one portion of the planet or are they from different parts?
1: This particular exhibit will have a Florida mangrove theme associated with it. So these are all kinds of animals that you would see in coastal Florida, very warm tropical waters, and typically animals that will be in a more shallow setting, which is why they make such a great candidate for a hands-on and interactive exhibit.
0: Very cool. We're talking with Executive Director Gary Siddall with the Aquarium of Niagara Falls. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. And just to go back and reiterate uh, the other exhibits that you have, the jellyfish exhibit, uh, and what is part of that for those who weren't around for the first time you visited us.
1: Looking back at the past several years, we've introduced several new exhibits. So we started with the penguin exhibit, and if you haven't been recently, there's some new additions to that colony. We brought in several new penguins last year in preparation for an active breeding program. So we've seen a lot of growth and success in that particular project, but also with Aliens of the Sea, a very different look and feel than any other space in the building. We really took the time to do some dramatic and themed lighting. We took the opportunity to theme the space like a spaceship. So as you walk through, there is ambient noise there's lights, there's colors. There's all sorts of design elements that were really intended to create an, a unique space that's very dynamic and really kind of prompts the question to want to learn more about these animals. They're, they're very unique in their nature.
0: And when it comes to jellies, a, a thing occurs to me, uh, from what they eat must be like plankton, algae, that sort of thing. So what kind of waste is there from them? Is, is there any from them?
1: Jellyfish are a fairly unique species in that they don't have a heart and they don't have a brain, but they do eat Shrimp at a very, very early stage of life. So, the way that we actually cultivate their food at the aquarium is to essentially hatch shrimp at a very young age. And as soon as they're up to a point where they're mobile enough, we'll feed them to the jellyfish, they will ingest them, and then excrete a small amount of waste. They're eating very, very small amounts of, of food in general. So, you know, it's kind of the amount that comes in eventually goes out. So with jellyfish, uh, there's a very small amount of waste compared to larger animals like the sea lions that we have.
0: Yeah, and I was going to get to the penguins because I know I've seen uh, another program uh, talking about somebody actually doing physically the job of cleaning up after them. And because they do the same things they would do in the wild, they have the mating, so they build the nests. Absolutely. And they literally do everything at the nests, so you have to continually keep that area clean.
1: It's a full-time job and then some. So we have a number of people that work very closely in monitoring the daily care of the animals, and that includes a tremendous amount of cleanup. So these animals in the wild obviously are able to enter the ocean, and they create quite a big mess there as well, but our staff are on top of it, making sure that all of those behind the scenes areas are meeting and exceeding zoological standards. And of course, from a public display perspective, we want to make sure exhibits are high quality. That's something that we pride ourselves on, and that's something that is directly associated with our accreditation status with the association of zoos and aquariums.
0: Yeah. So many things that people don't realize go on behind the scenes, sometimes without getting super technical. It's like kind of fun to bring that out. Sure same time you have an educational mission so uh, I understand
1: that there are some day camp opportunities for some students here Absolutely. We take a very close look at the school calendars for the districts surrounding Western New York. And when we see an opportunity to include a day camp or an educational program, we certainly take advantage of that. So if you're looking at your school calendar and there's days where your children may be, not be attending scheduled programming at their school district, the aquarium has lots of options available. Again, all of those details are available on our website, aquariumofniagara.org. You can go through, you can sign up for those classes right online. So it's as simple as pulling our website up on your smartphone and making a quick and easy decision to commit to one of those programs.
0: And I know we brought this up, uh, again, referring to the last time that you appeared, uh, room for expansion, that there really isn't a lot of room, but you do a lot with
1: the space that you have. So the existing footprint, as we like to say, we're running out of things to renovate. So I don't think anyone would be surprised to hear us acknowledge the fact that if to, after this, it's time to get bigger. It's time to grow the aquarium. We've done a lot in the last few years, growing the organization financially, growing it in terms of attendance. We're breaking all sorts of records. So I don't think that anyone would be surprised to hear that we're thinking bigger and bolder after the completion of this upcoming project.
0: And remind people whereabouts in Niagara Falls you are.
1: We're located perfectly on the northern end of the downtown area right across from the niagara falls state park so we have a huge parking lot which makes it really simple there's a lot of great improvements coming to the surrounding landscape with the removal of the robert moses parkway it's a tremendous opportunity to come to the aquarium spend an afternoon with us maybe take a hike down to the gorge quickly run over and see the falls there's all sorts of great things happening up there
0: and mindful that uh, there are zoos across the country that have uh, like enrichment activities for the animals are the aquatic ones similar in nature do you have to do you try to provide things like that to keep them, I don't know, quote-unquote, interested? Sure, absolutely.
1: So we, we take that very seriously, that responsibility to provide an enriching life for the animals is something that we are very, very passionate about. So we create all sorts of enriching opportunities, whether that be through environmental enrichment devices, changing their schedules, changing lighting, making actual adjustments in their habitat in terms of substrate and decor, that's something that we take very serious. We have a committee within our staff that is exclusively dedicated to providing enriching opportunities for our entire collection. So that's something here in western New York that we take very serious, along with all of our counterparts in the accredited community.
0: And as far as other items of interest that maybe we should get out there in the time that we have?
1: I think that you know this is a perfect opportunity for people who have not been exposed to the aquarium in the last several years to become reacquainted with us. We have this fantastic event on November fourteenth from six to nine PM called Oceanda. We have all sorts of wonderful activities planned with respect to day camps and activities planned through the winter months that give people an opportunity to become better acquainted with us. So I would certainly ask anyone listening to today's show that they take advantage of the opportunity to become reacquainted with the aquarium. It's gone through a tremendous amount of change, and I think now is a great opportunity to walk into the doors and become refreshed.
0: Yep. Don't want to overload people with too much information, but at the same time, want to remind them that this Oceanda Mm -hmm. coming up on November 14th, 6 to 9 p.m., is at Artisan Kitchens and Baths, which is 200 Amherst Street, and the email or the um, uh, web address for this for more information because there is, of course, an associated charge.
1: Of course. So tickets are available for purchase at aquariumofniagra.org. we were selling out very quickly, so we want to try and have as many people take advantage of the the fact that there are still some spaces available over the course of the next week, and we look forward to certainly welcoming everyone into that brand-new event featuring all sorts of great culinary dishes and pairings with both beer and wine.
0: And as far as the aquarium itself, hours of operation.
1: Pretty easy. We're open at nine o'clock every day, and we close at five o'clock through the fall and winter months. So there's great opportunities to plan your visit around some of our scheduled activities and programs. And again, all that's available on the website. We make it really easy.
0: Perfect, Gary. Uh, glad to have you by again. And of course, thank don't you. Don't stay away so long next time. Sure. All right, Gary Sadal, who is executive director for the Aquarium of Niagara, and this is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WDBE.